We will be starting in two minutes. Welcome. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We run into it and we're safe. Good morning, my beloved. So glad to be here with you. I am Sherelle Perkins. This is Power Up Morning Prayer Surge. And I pray that we will get enough fire going <laughs> so that we can move through this weekend. <laughs> I, I love and I appreciate the times that we spend together. So I'm glad to be able to meet you at 9.30 in the morning and share Eastern Standard Time and share prayer with you. The Bible says the fervent effectual prayers of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. And for those of you that uh, man does not refer to gender, it refers to mankind, whether you're male, female, young, or old. When we come together, it, the, the scripture before that says to confess your faults one to another and the fervent effectual prayers of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. So when we come together, one will put a thousand to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight. Who knows what's going on in our lives? Who knows what we need? Sometimes we don't know that. Before I get started, I, I just wonder, um, Pray that the Lord will be with a very precious family uh, in the, the home going of their uncle, that God would be with them, would be with all of the family members. God will give them peace and the Lord would be in the midst of them, whatever is needed, 
that God would speak in the midst of them in Jesus' mighty name. I thought about what we prayed about yesterday, taking off the old and putting on the new. And I thought about my habits. When I was a little girl, about sixth grade, I learned how to sew. So what I would do is I would walk up to our Goodwill that was up the street from us, and I would find um, material from really good clothes. Now, I have to admit, I my first, the first thing that I ever purchased was a cashmere sweater and wool set out of the designer section of a store called Watson's. I would imagine that in today's economy, that sweat, the sweater alone was probably worth four to four hundred to eight hundred dollars, and the skirt the same. Back then, it was forty dollars each, and you have to remember, I would go downtown as a nine-year-old. I started going downtown, catching the bus, taking my babysitting money, probably a little closer to ten, and I would shop. And I decided that I wanted this new outfit. I didn't understand uh, that I couldn't afford it. Nobody told me I could. So I assumed that if I wanted it, I could get it. Of course, I was working. I was getting babysitting money every two weeks. So I had a job. <laughs> so, and if you can imagine, um, socially, people were different. And for me to decide I'm going into this store, and really, it was just impulse. I saw something I liked. I thought it was beautiful. I went up to the um, salesperson, and I said, you know what? I want this outfit. Now, keep in mind, I weighed 97 pounds in high school. So when um, I went to pick out the dress. Of course, I was on. I saw the the outfit on the elevator. Um, everything was too big except the one on the mannequin. So I walk up to the salesperson and I say, "I want that outfit." And um, I think the one on the mannequin is my size. She raised an eyebrow and she looked at this little girl, and she said, "Of of course, madam." And she took it down. I tried it on. I fell in love with it. And I said, you know what? I would like to put this in the layaway. So I put it in the layaway. So the garment, what I'm saying is the garment that I purchased, because it was quality and because it was important and because of the, it lasted me throughout my high school years. And I purchased that garment at 10 years old. I started off saying I would go to Goodwill and I would find clothes that was way too big for me. And back then people wore mini skirts and vests. And so if I found a large skirt, I could make a skirt for me and a vest and I would find nice quality material that felt good because I like texture. 
The garments that we wear in the natural are important. Um, <laughs> the garments that we wear in the natural are important, but it's also important what we put on in the spirit. We need to adorn ourselves with the things that are lovely, the things that are beautiful, not things that are cheap, that anybody can get, that when you wash it a few times, it doesn't look the same and you start all over again. Remember, I started off by saying the outfit that I purchased, it was, it really carried me through my high school. Had I not gained 20 pounds, it would have cared, I would probably still be able to put that on and it would still be attractive because it was quality and it was good material. Um, God wants to give us quality. He wants to give us something that declares that we are the children of the Most High God. He wants us to be adorned in his majesty, in his beauty, in his robe. He wants us as ambassadors to present ourselves in this world, clothed in all that he is. So when we get saved, God issues us new garments. And he challenges us to take off those old clothes and put on my new robe. Now, I've told people I'd rather have a quality piece than to have 20 pieces just to have volume. When we come to God, we're often used to accepting any old thing, a whole lot of nothing. And we refuse to take off the old. Have you ever had a garment or a pair of shoes that you loved? But they were, I had a pair of shoes that I loved. And it was during the time where um, they were wearing stack heels, I'm telling my age. On the top, it looked beautiful, but on the bottom, there wasn't a soul. But because it was stacked heels, it worked. What am I saying? Sometimes we continue to wear stuff that looks good, and it's really not good anymore. But we like it, we're used to them, they work like my black pump shoes worked with everything. They were my go-to shoes. Some of our old behaviors are our go-to behaviors. Shame, fear, sorrow, poverty, sickness, stagnation, rejection, disappointment. Some of those garments 
of the old man. We refuse to remove. So we never know what it feels like to wear God's quality garment. There are people that would not even shop in the designer room of various stores. And I went through a season in my adult life where I didn't feel like I could afford to shop where I shopped at when I was 10 and really lived in poverty. But at 10 years old, I didn't know poverty. All I knew was what was before me and what I could see and my dreams and my vision that I had for my life. And I gravitated toward the things that would support those dreams and those visions. I didn't know that I was poor. I didn't know I had a reason to feel shame. I didn't know the sorrow, the brokenness. I just knew that what I saw was beautiful and I wanted it and I could figure out how to get it. So when I went up to this salesperson, she said, how are you going to pay for it? I said, ma'am, I get paid every two weeks and I'll be down here and I'll give you half of my salary. Now, <laughs> half of my salary for you $80, I still had quite a few weeks to pay for this outfit. And she kept it in the layaway for months as this little girl brought her $5 and $250, whatever I had to put on my dream. God has dreams and visions for us, things that he wants to do in our lives. But we have to be willing to step out of paradigms that we have set for ourselves. I was getting dressed this morning and I thought about that little girl, what she would have put on, where she would have shopped, because she believed that she could have anything in this world that she could imagine. She didn't limit herself. But because we have been raised with paradigms that say we have to accept certain things and not just material things, we have to accept being treated some kind of way um, or we have to act a certain kind of way to be accepted. All of these things are old garments. God says, I want to give you my righteousness, that you have right standing with me. I want to give you my holiness. You are separate. You're not like anyone else. I want to give you my joy, my peace. I want to bless you beyond blessings. I want to give you dominion, power, and authority to live. I want a breakthrough in your life in ways that you could not imagine. I want to give you favor and power. So we're praying this week about taking off old garments, putting on new garments, being willing to realize 
that whatever God says for you is yours. You, he has love for you. He has peace for you. He has health for you. But you may have to make an exchange. You may have to go to the top floor, to the crystal room, where only the select dare go to get what God has for you. You may have to stop, step out of your low self-esteem and go where God is in order to get what God has for you. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, every garment that we wear that does not reflect you, God, it may be anger, it may be bitterness, it may be feelings of rejection, apprehension about trying new things. We may have some old comfortable ways that we continue to wear because we can handle it this way. So, Father, any old garment, any old way, we ask, Father God, that the fire of the Holy Spirit would burn it up in us, God, that you would break all diabolical bondages that connect us to an old lifestyle, an old way of living, an old way of thinking. And, Father, even as I say this, I pray for those that are going to be with family and friends today, mourning the loss of their loved ones. I pray for them today, God. I pray, Father God, that even as they connect with those that they love, they are clothed in your righteousness, in your goodness and in your kindness, and the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ illuminates their path, radiates in their countenance, that those around them that will see the hope that they have in them, God, that you would give them the words to say, Father God, from this new place that they have obtained in you, God, that the joy of the Lord will be their strength and that you would comfort them with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So Father God, I thank you as we wear these new garments that people are able to see the beauty of who you are in us. That Father God, that we would not wear grave clothes, clothes that say we are not alive to you, for truly because of the blood of Jesus, your life flows through us and the resurrection power is ours. We receive it today, God. We receive wisdom and counsel to be able to address the issues in our life that frustrate us, God. We don't approach it with an old paradigm, whether it be school counselors, bus drivers, teachers, friends, 
baby mama drama or baby daddy drama, whatever this is. God, we, re we approach our life with fresh vision, new eyes. We thank you, Father, for new words seasoned with grace, your favor, your love, your kindness. We thank you, Father God, that we don't have to defend ourselves. Hallelujah. But we step into this new place, God, where you are our defense. We don't have to view things from the perspective of shame, Lord. We view these things with new eyes. We have nothing to be ashamed of. We are yours, Father. We are accepted in the beloved, and our children are, God. We approach life and living from the perspective of being kings, children, ambassadors, realizing that everything in our life, in the lives of our children and our children's children, are because of who you are and whose we are. And we can step up to the plate, Father God, knowing that you will give us words and you will give us counsel and you will give us wisdom and you will orchestrate our day in the name of Jesus. I think of my granddaughter who's away interviewing for a position and for scholarship, God. Father, when we step in new arenas, we bind fear. I bind fear in her heart and fear in all the hearts of those on this line. For, Father, your word says you have not given us a spirit of fear. So we fear no man and no situation, Father. The only thing that we need to concern us ourselves about is, Father, is this your choice for me? When we go before magistrates or those that are in position, Father, is this the plan and purpose that you have for my life? Father, I want to wear the new garment. I want to live the life that the blood of Jesus has purchased for me. Therefore, I lean not to my own understanding, Father, but in all my ways, Father God, direct our path. In all our ways, Father God, direct our paths. For we lean not to our own understanding. What may have been right for us yesterday, God, we realize it may have been that old garment that was setting the trajectory, the plan, the purpose. But Father God, you said in Jeremiah 29, 11, you know the plans you have for us to give us a hope and a future. Father God, I thank you that even in the midst of all of the turmoil that's going on in the world, we take our seats in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and we orchestrate our earthly life from a spiritual perspective. We're not our mamas, our daddies, uncles, aunts, cousins. We're not that anymore. 
We've been bought with a price. Therefore, Daddy, we glorify you in these earthen vessels. We don't worry about where we're going to eat, how we're going to live. We seek first your righteousness. And we know, Father God, that you have our back, that everything that we need in this life will be provided. We don't worry about who likes us, who don't like us. Father God, you were bruised. Jesus was bruised, beaten, and rejected himself so that we do not have to live in rejection. We know that no matter what today looks like, that we're accepted by you. And because we love you and because we accept ourselves, We know, Father God, anywhere you send us, that we'll be in the right place. I pray that for my granddaughter right now. I pray that for all those that are on the line. I pray that for myself, for I believe that in this hour that you are going to orchestrate new paths of righteousness for us. New ways to represent the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray for the entire body of Christ as we step into this new place. That we will no longer be attracted to an old lifestyle. Things cannot come back into our lives that we've gotten rid of. Even if we just got rid of them a moment ago. We will not be attracted to the old things, the old way of life of this world, God. Right now, the world is filled with the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, deciding what is good versus what is evil and what is right versus what is wrong and how I feel and how I don't feel. And they're caught up in their emotions. They're caught up in their fears. They're caught up in their regrets. They're afraid, Father God. Men's hearts are breaking. People are abusing their children and killing one another. It's just fear. The tree of good and evil breeds fear and rejection, self-hatred. Father God, we realize that is not our portion anymore. That because of the blood of Jesus, we can eat from the tree of life. And we can go from glory to glory and faith to faith. And we can lay aside every sin and every weight that does so easily beset us. And Father God, that's why we gather at 930 in the morning. Father God, we set aside time to be with you and to be with each other. Father God, so that we can come into that place of power and position daily, Lord, According to your words, you load us with benefits. Just like you fed the children in the wilderness new manna every day, new bread every day, you told them don't hide any. Don't try to keep yesterday's bread, that it would turn to worms in their pocket and it would be of no good to them. Only take what you need for today and enough to feed someone that did not get what they needed. So our cup overflows, but we don't continue to even hold on. 
Father God, because your mercies are new every day. Every day you load us with healing. Every day you load us with prosperity. Every day you load us with peace. Every day you load us with joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Every day, Father God, you cleanse us. Every day you wash us. Every day, Father God, we are purified in your presence. Every day, Father God, we are renewed in our mind. Every day, Father God, we have self-control. Every day, Father God, we have power and authority. Every day, Father God, we have your love. Hallelujah. Every day, Father God, brand new mercies. Today, Father God, we receive for ourselves and our loved ones brand new mercy. Today, Father God, today our children are being raised the way they, today, Father God, we forgive ourselves and we forgive those around us for every mistake that was ever made. For today, Father God, we receive forgiveness for our sins. Today, Father God, we breathe fresh God, fresh God, fresh revelation, fresh love, fresh peace. Today, Father God, Today, all over the world, your children are waking up to a brand new day, a brand new opportunity to serve you, a brand new opportunity to live for you, a brand new opportunity to lay hands on the sick and see them recovered, a brand new opportunity to walk in divine health, a brand new opportunity to raise up our children in the admonition of the Lord, brand new opportunity to have your wisdom and to have your grace in order to know how to orchestrate our lives, brand new mercies, God, all over the world for your children, for the body of Christ. And Father God, for those that do not know you, one more opportunity to give their life to the true and living God. Therefore, Father, we lift you up in our countenance. Our heads are not hanging low. We know what we believe and why we believe. So we lift up our heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? He is the Lord God, strong and mighty. Thank you, Father God, that we can lift up our heads in every situation. And because we are lifted up, we are lifting up Jesus Christ to those around us. And you said in your word that if Jesus be high and lifted up, he would draw all men to them. So there are people that will come into our presence and won't know why they want to be changed and won't know why all of a sudden they're thinking about a Jesus that they said they did not believe in. But because today, Father, because we choose to live the life that you ordained for us, that we put on new garments, Father God, we're not afraid. We throw away those old things that don't fit anymore. Hallelujah, those shoes that no longer have a soul on them. Hallelujah, Father God, that favorite skirt that can't be zipped up. We let go of those old things, God, that are no longer our portion, that are no longer are what we need, Father God, so that you can be lifted up in the midst of those that we love, those that need to see the true and living God. 
season our words with grace and love and mercy and kindness. Put a bridle on our tongue that we would not sin against you, God, that we would not say anything that would be offensive to you, God, not just to those we're talking to, but Father God, you said we had to give an account of everything that comes out of our mouth. Let us only speak what you are speaking. And if we don't know what to say, let us rest in knowing that you will go before us and you will right what is wrong and you will fix what is broken because we live lives that are yielded to you. Let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in these earthen vessels. Father God, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. And give us our daily bread. Be blessed, my beloved. Until next week, peace and love be with you and yours. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.